Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, I am so excited that you are joining us for another episode. Welcome back. If you are a new listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking time to stop by and listen. I am also so excited to have you here as well. So if you are new, the way that this podcast works is that I share a journal entry of mine from about five years ago, and I reflect on it and the struggles that I was having in that moment with what I know now as a certified life coach. So without further ado, let's get started. So this journal entry is from February 23rd, 2016. And I write, I'm feeling really weighted down and sad. I went off on Pete last night. We went to bed not speaking. I am beyond exhausted and burnt out. I am frustrated and lonely. I'm bitter. I try to communicate this in a civil manner, but feel like it falls on deaf ears. So I begin lashing out. Pete doesn't realize how exhausting my existence is. I relive this same week over and over and over with little or no adult interaction. On top of it, I get about two hours off a week. No human could or should have to be on that much. I know Pete's day isn't a walk in the park either. He does get adult interaction and he has a support system in place. He also gets mental stimulation and gets to feel proud about the things he does. I am proud that I can get the girls involved in activities, but I have very little mental stimulation. Also, I carry the weight of our family. This is a wonderful thing, but it is also very overwhelming. I realize that I have to learn to make the best of things and accept my circumstances because life could be much worse. Ultimately, I want Pete to acknowledge that my days aren't easy instead of being angry at me for feeling this way. I want to be recognized for all the sacrifices I do make because of his work schedule. More than anything else, I just want to feel like I matter on all levels. I matter enough to spend time with, to get help when I need it, and to be listened to. Pete feels like no matter what he does, it's not enough. I feel the same way. I give so much, but I don't get the same in return. I'm tired and fed up with feeling like a crazy delusional psycho. I want to be comfortable with my life and feel secure and grounded. I don't want to feel like a short fuse, ready to blow at any second. I'm really struggling with how to get to where I want to be. I'm so over the impact all of my issues are having on my life. It makes me angrier at my parents and extended family every day. The anger is probably holding me back to a certain degree, but also a lack of coping skills is also hindering me. The feeling of being the mouse running on a wheel and never getting anywhere is sinking back in. So really the the big thing here is that um, I didn't feel seen or heard um, with my struggles. And I've said before, you know, because Pete was managing his own schedule, his own struggles with work, um, because his job is a very high stress job. And so he was trying to manage that and get accustomed to that. And I was trying to manage and get accustomed to the changes in my day to day existence. Um, but the biggest thing is that in addition to not being, I didn't feel like I was being seen and heard. I also had very little coping skills. So I didn't have the ability to process the emotions in a healthy way and really put them into perspective or even to just validate them myself. You know, I wanted validation from Pete to say, You're right, Kim, your day is so hard, your week is so hard. And, um, you know, you 
shouldn't have to go through this, whatever. Um, but I recognize now that Pete was doing that for me and it wasn't, he was right. Nothing was ever enough because I wanted him to respond to me in just a certain way, say just a certain things, do just a certain things. And I expected him to figure this out. But the reality is, is that I didn't really know what I needed from him to make me feel seen and heard. So I was really seeking this external validation instead of giving it to, to me internally. And a lot of this is my own, like the bane of my own existence. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily taking personal responsibility for where I was in my journey. It was really easy for me to be angry with Pete for not giving me what I needed. It was really easy for me to be angry with my parents and my extended family. And by that, I mean like ancestors that haven't been alive for a long time. Um, because this is when I was really struggling with the label of childhood emotional neglect. And I had been for almost a year um, with seeing the therapist. And I felt defective. I felt broken. I felt damaged. I felt ruined um, because I felt like because of this childhood emotional neglect, I was never going to be fixed. I was never going to be whole, even though I was doing the inner child work to repair that, if repair is even the right word. Um, and it was so exhausting to do the inner child work and to manage that and to be present for my kids and my husband and myself without focusing on the labels from the therapist of anxiety and codependency and childhood emotional neglect. I couldn't manage it all. Um, and it's also because I had this unrealistic expectation of how life as a stay-at-home mom should be. And so having all of those weights weighing down on me, it's no wonder that I was miserable and I felt like I was a short fuse ready to blow at any second because I just couldn't take much more, but I didn't know how to manage what I did have. I didn't know how to manage the day-to-day. And it's because on some level, due to the childhood trauma and the childhood emotional neglect, I really wasn't emotionally mature in that moment. I'm very self-aware, so I knew exactly what I was feeling and why I was feeling it. But I didn't have the ability to manage that. And partly it was because I didn't give myself this space to do so, which I've talked before. I didn't, you know, I could say in here that I had maybe two hours off a week, but that's because I didn't take the time. I didn't put the responsibility on Pete. Okay, Pete, I need you to take the girls today so that I can go to the get a facial or so that I can go sit outside and do some journaling or some meditation or some inner child work. I didn't give myself that space. I thought I had to be on 24-7, yet I complained about it. So it was really conflicted of what I thought I should do and versus what I knew I needed to do and what I wanted to do and I love being available for my girls and I just had in my mind that it wasn't going to be hard and exhausting but my gosh it is especially when you're trying to work through trauma that you didn't even know was there and I think that was the other part of it too is that I was blindsided because I didn't even know what childhood emotional neglect was I didn't know what codependency was and I never considered myself to be anxious 
So I was blindsided by all of those things. And then, you know, you're trying to take it in and process it and navigate it and manage it. And it's, it's a lot. And so um, that's why now with my clients, I don't like labels. So instead it's a pattern. I was running a pattern of childhood emotional neglect. I was running a pattern of codependency. Um, I was running a pattern of frustration. And so understanding the root of that pattern, if I had had that skill in this moment, I could have seen like, oh my gosh, Kim, you were running a pattern of seeking external validation. Stop that. You know, it goes back to the emotional needs, which I talked about a couple episodes ago. I could have realized and recognized, okay, Kim, you're running a pattern of external validation. Here's where we need to change that. And then here's why you're running that pattern of external validation. Here's the trigger. Here's the meaning that you attach to that trigger or that event. And here's the, the way that that recipe fell out for that pattern. But guess what? We can change the pattern. So I needed to give myself that, uh, that internal validation, but I also needed to give myself time and space to process the emotions and really work through them. But I also needed to understand um, more of Pete's perspective. So it was like he felt like nothing was enough because I, I couldn't articulate to him exactly what I needed. And then when I did articulate to him what I needed and he tried to do that, it still wasn't enough because it wasn't in the way that I wanted it to be. It wasn't in the way the, that I wanted it said or the actions that I wanted done. And he was doing it the best that he could or that he thought was sufficient. So that was always a big cause of our argument because I was like, I don't want to have to tell you exactly what to say. I don't want to have to tell you exactly what to do because that, at that rate, I'll do it myself. And that's a huge indicator right there that it was external validation that I was seeking when I just thought, you know, what, I'll just do it myself because it wasn't happening the way that I wanted it to. And if I had given myself, um, if I had the ability to validate myself internally, not seeking external validation from Pete, family members, whoever they, you know, whoever else, I would have been able to feel less overwhelmed because I would have recognized the situation for what it really was. But also, I needed to take personal responsibility for the lack of adult interaction that I was receiving. I needed to take personal responsibility for the mental stimulation that I was seeking and really creating my own support system. You know, Pete has a support system at work. He has, um, there are legal secretaries, there are paralegals, there are copy file, uh, file room assistants. They have a huge operation where it's a well-oiled machine and they all have people they can turn to. Well, I didn't really have that because I was home with my girls all like all day. Um, and so, and I've said before, you know, I tried the mom groups, but didn't really feel like I fit in. But again, that was my own issue. That was because of the story I was telling myself about being disliked, about being broken and being, you know, a victim of childhood emotional neglect and other, other moms were, and I didn't fit in and they were so much more patient than me and they were better moms and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't show up to those places confidently and in a grounded way. I, looking back, probably looked like I was going to be needy or insecure. And so, like, of course they were like, oh, maybe we don't want to talk to her, you know? So, um, but in my mind, I went there very open and willing to make friends, but not really. I was probably extremely closed off. And so why would someone want to, reach out to me if I had this closed off negative energy. And also, who wants a sympathy case? Like, I didn't want to be someone's sympathy case. I wanted someone to like me because 
they thought I was a nice person. And so because of all those limiting beliefs and the negative self-talk, that also held me back from going out and enjoying the company of other moms who were going through the same things as me. And so, you know, having Pete acknowledge that, that my days weren't easy, okay, he did that. And there were times where it was like, you know, I couldn't do what I do without you. Oh, that, you know, and I would kind of roll my eyes to that because it would be like, that's not true, Pete. You know, if I wasn't here, you would just have the girls in before care and after care at school, or you would hire a nanny to help you, or your parents would help. You know, there would be a, be a way. Um, so I was tired because I was running myself ragged with the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs, the um, seeking external validation and feeling I, like I wasn't receiving it. And so really what you like to, to flip this whole script really is I had to stop and say, you know, why am I so desperately seeking all of this external validation? It was because I wanted to feel like I mattered, like I existed, like I was heard, like I was supported, like I was listened to, all of those things. I just wanted to feel significant. I wanted to feel loved. And I also wanted certainty. And so because, it, you know, it's very similar to my teaching career. In this moment, I didn't have the significance, the connection, and the certainty. So I felt like I wasn't growing and contributing. It's the same thing here. I didn't have the certainty that I was so desperately seeking. I didn't have the, um, I didn't feel loved and connected. And even though I was loved and Pete and I were connected, it was just not in the way that I thought it should be. And so, um, and I didn't feel connection with, with moms my own age. So I felt like I wasn't supported because of the whole child emo childhood emotional neglect label. I didn't feel connected to my family. And I didn't feel loved because I always felt like if you loved me, how could you ever do this to me as a kid? But it's because my parents were going through their own struggles. And so it wasn't that they intentionally did it. They just did the best that they could in that moment with dealing what they were dealing with, with a divorce and other things. And so, um, so I didn't have the ability to be able to look back at that and say, oh, this is why, this is how to fix, you know, First of all, I wasn't broken. No one's broken. No one needs to be fixed. But I just didn't know how to, to look back at that situation and, and assess it with a realistic perspective. And so what I could have done instead of saying, you know, Kim, you have to be validated by others because uh, of the childhood emotional neglect, I could have said, you know what, Kim, that was something that happened in the past. You are here now. You're aware of it. You're working through it. And it's time for you to take care of you. And here are the ways that you can do that. Because the meaning of you being defective is not 100% true because there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You're just out of alignment and you need to realign. And then, okay, so here's how I'm going to realign. I'm going to validate myself internally. I'm going to meet, strive to meet my emotional needs on my own. Here's how I'm going to do that. And then it would have allowed me to have more power and ownership of my journey instead of giving the power and the ownership to everyone else except me. And that would have allowed me to not feel like I was going to blow at any second from feeling like this short fuse. And it also would have allowed me to step off that hamster wheel because I could have actually seen like, oh my gosh, Kim, you are contributing. You're raising Lily and Casey and you're doing a great job. You're available for Pete. You know, you cook dinner, you get the shopping done, you do all the things 
that your family needs from you, that's incredible. It's amazing that you're able to do that. And you are growing because you're learning about yourself. You are expanding your area of expertise. You're getting your dog training certification. You're still teaching at the local university, whatever the case may be. And so it would have just allowed me to, to have a different perspective and feel like I was struggling less than I was. And so I hope that you found this episode helpful today. If you have any questions about changing the pattern that you're currently running or if you're not sure if maybe you are running a pattern and you just need to have a few questions answered, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to answer questions. You can reach out to me via email or you can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook Messenger. Um, I'm always happy to take time to chat um, because I know how important it is to feel supported and heard and to know that you are trying to be on the right path. So I just thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen to One of a Kind You. If you feel like a friend would benefit from listening to this episode, please feel free to share. The more the merrier. And I hope that you'll tune in next week. Have a great day.